It's Angie's pick today. Talking mermaids. Mermaids. <laughs> That's going to come into play quite okay. a bit. Okay. What's that from? Uh, Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight of the Concords. Of course, of course. Flight of the Concords. That's what they sound like. Yeah. No, they don't. Um, I heard there's a, a through line of food in this film. Is that correct? Uh, a little bit. What is this? Cheese ball pick-me-ups accompanied by miniature Franks and for dessert, marshmallow kebabs. <laughs> Cheese ball pick-me-ups. A word about Mrs. Flax and food. The word is hors d'oeuvres. Fun finger foods is her main source book, and that's all the woman cooks. Anything more, she says, is too big a commitment. Okay, you got Cher, you uh-huh. got Christina Ricci, you got Winona Ryder, you got fun finger foods. You know what that is? Is yeah. that food, folks, and fun, or what? Yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard to choose. <laughs> the photos of the food look so good. The photos. <laughs> hey, Angie and Jeff, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? I got a movie in my head. You want to see it? Yes, hi, hello, and welcome to Cruel to Rewind, our humble, silly, little movie podcast. I'm Jeff, a.k.a. Prince Jeffrey, joined by the wonderful Angie, a.k.a. Queen Biss. Queen Excuse Bees. me? Yes. She's here in the house with me. She's married to me. She can't go nowhere else. Uh, I mean, she could. Please don't. We take turns showing each other movies. We discuss those movies. And we decide if these movies are cool or cruel to rewind. In other words, would we choose to watch this movie together again in the future or not? Do you get it? Everybody understand? It's lots of fun, isn't it? (laughs) It's a pretty simple concept, okay? It's pretty simple. It's just our excuse to talk about movies. Yeah. Uh, Rewinding, just like Grandpappy used to do in the VCR back in the (laughs) So... Man, it's fun to be back. I love nothing more than a comeback. I would love nothing more than just to continually come back. Just take four months off and then put out an episode like we're coming back all the time. Yeah, it's kind of the way we're doing things right now. We just keep coming on back. Just keep having comebacks. You can call it a comeback. Life gets busy and hard, okay? Life gets busy. Life gets hard. And the spreadsheets aren't going to fold themselves. So you just got to click around and try your best to <laughs> yeah. do the podcast when you can. I'm kidding, of course. We're going to try to find some level of consistency for you, our lovely listener. We have a schedule. We're only one month behind so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we yes. might make up for it, though. Like, we're recording two Saturdays in a row. I There's something different in the that- air here in Fenton, where we live now. We're not in Chicago anymore. We're in Fenton, Michigan. That hasn't happened since the pandemic when we started in January of 2020. Yeah. 
So, and, and you might have noticed our spiel has changed. Like I said, we're not in Chicago, Chicago, Chicago anymore. We're in the Flint metropolitan area. Possibly the finest movie podcast in the Flint metropolitan area, I would say. Uh, yeah, I, for I, sure. I, we have upwards of nine five-star ratings. <laughs> Please rate us uh, on uh the platforms where you rate podcasts. Yeah. Please do that. Please go do that. Would you please? Um, I do want to say I'm glad at the end of last episode, people finally got to know my um, angelic voice of the voice of an archangel. As you heard, we never it- talked about the I'll buy that for a dollar guy. We never brought that. Oh, up. oops. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just, I felt like every podcast that's done RoboCop has okay. riffed on that guy. I'm sure they have. But we're not here to talk about RoboCop. Oh, I don't want to talk about RoboCop. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. I Our was bored. Our proprietary rating confused. system said you didn't like it and said it was cruel. <laughs> Two thumbs down for me. We are here to talk about a charming little film from 1990, Mermaids. Like I said last episode, I was very excited to share this movie because it was on the short list of films when we came up with the concept for this podcast. So it's very exciting that I'm finally getting to it. It's finally the right time. But this movie's from 1990, December 14th, 1990, and mm-hmm. stars Cher. One of my favorite movies stars Cher. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't have called that, but... 15-year-old Charlotte is tired of her unconventional mother moving their family to a different town every time she has a breakup or gets bored or just needs to leave. They finally land in a small town in Massachusetts. Mrs. Flax begins dating someone, uh, Lou, a shopkeeper, and Charlotte and her nine-year-old sister, Kate, hope that they can finally settle down because Charlotte says that they move... I think 18 times over 15 years. So they're just moving. I mean, it's like how military families move. That's fucking nuts. But when Charlotte's attraction to an older man Mm. gets in the way, the family must learn to accept each other for who they truly are. So you've got a mother, a young mother. She had Charlotte when she was 16. So it's kind of coming up to that age where Charlotte is almost the age of when Mm -hmm. the mom had her. So it's a mom, two young daughters, and I kind of think it's like one of those band of misfit setups because you don't really see how, how are these three people related, essentially. It's a very odd mix of personalities. But then again, you do see commonalities in them throughout the movie. And but you love a band of misfits. I love I a right? band of misfits. Am I yes. right about that? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, one of my most favorite setups. But. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think it's one of those movies that I just watched on Sundays, rented from the movie store, the video store, the movie store. What's movie store? Rented from the video Sun store. Coast. It was probably on like TBS or TNT on Sunday afternoons, so I caught it quite often. Cool. Yeah. So you love a group of misfits. I know that about you. Yes. Um, most definitely. A lot of the favorite films we've done on this podcast revolve around bands of misfits. Hook, for instance, comes yes. to mind. Criminally underrated film. Speaking of Bob Hos- H- Hodgkins? Speaking of Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what's your next film? I'm doing Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that's the game. 
Oh, what? Yeah, here. And this is you. And I saw this thing jumping up and down. I used to play King Lear. So Cher. Cher is an unexpected favorite of yours? Yeah, because I like the chemistry between Cher and Winona Ryder. I think mm -hmm. you're going to enjoy it too when you watch it. Okay. It's very natural. I think it's really funny. We're getting to know Winona Ryder. She's 18, 19 when she filmed this, so I think pretty early on in mm -hmm. her career vamp ramping up. So Okay. Cher, an icon of of song and style, uh, 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 the gays love her, gay icon. <laughs> I seen them, they love her. And I understand why. I what are you suggesting, my dear man? If I could turn back time. <laughs> if I could turn back time. This might be a product of the work she's had done, but her face is permanently frozen and like, she looks like she has a snide comment locked and loaded, ready to rock, no matter what you're saying to her. Yeah. Um, and this movie is full of- Snark. Snark. Yeah. Maybe I've heard reviews or I've seen reviews where she doesn't really get a whole lot of credit for this. I disagree. I think the snark can kind of- caricature-ness is funny. Anytime I've seen her act, it's been very light and effortless. Yeah. And I've almost always enjoyed it. Um, this sounds all very wonderful. And yeah. I think we should watch the movie now. Can we start the story now? Let's do it. Do you like your new boss, Mom? No, sweetheart, I don't. Did you make out the list? Yeah, Kate needs a new swimsuit. I need notebooks, pens, and underwear. All right, I only have a half an hour for lunch. So after we pick out the shoes, then I'll give you money and you can go buy the rest of the stuff. I want red ones. All right. Black red ones. All right. With a red strap. Yes, Kate. I don't need any. Charlotte, don't aggravate me, all right? You're starting a new school on Monday <laughs> and those boots aren't. What's wrong with them? Everything. She's a teen and teen loves to, to get a uh, rebel. Yep. Teens will rebel. <laughs> I am your mother. It is my job to watch over your education. There's so little of it left. What took you so long? Ooh, we're gonna play my favorite game. Who's the worst mother in the world? Ooh, now don't tell me, let me guess. Who could it be? Could it be me? <laughs> now this is fun. Hmm? But don't you think this is fun? <laughs> yeah. I do think this is fun. <laughs> oh, I'm not from England. I do think this is fun. That was really great. We watched Mermaids. 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 Uh, that was a bunch of fun and a load of laughs. I'm dying to know what you thought of her performance, but I guess we'll wait till the end when you actually rate, you know, decide if you yes. want to rewind this movie. But I guess I will just be patient. But I still think Mrs. Flax is a fantastic movie character. Mm hmm. She's full of one-liners and advice, quote, advice. My favorite. Uh, I don't think it's very age-appropriate looking at it now, especially with her two young daughters, you know, in the traditional sense of good advice. You don't, approve of, you don't uh, approve of the teen sex? 
I don't think so. These uh, teens out there are having I, sex. But I think that's part of the character's charm. It's a little extreme. It's a little out there. I think that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. I'm having sex. I'm getting busy. It was hard to like relate to when I was younger watching this because it was just a, you know, sisters, mm -hmm. a single mom. It was just nothing I was used to. So I thought it was super fun. You know who's not having sex is Gen <laughs> Z. They'd probably be traumatized by this film. The whole generation Ugh. of Z. What the shit are you talking about? So you've you've penned a bit of a, a advice yes. column as if Mrs. Flex wrote it. She dishes out a lot of advice throughout the film. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know if you agree or disagree or would use this advice. So we're going to go through a few examples. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so let's start with the first one. Charlotte, the whole point of moving is so that everything can be different. So Charlotte's setting up her bedroom because they've moved again. She wants to get her things in order mm -hmm. so she can wake up and know where she is because they move so often. Right. But Rachel, Mrs. Flax, obviously has a completely different opinion. But what do you think about that advice? Do you agree or disagree? I, I, I'm not one to ask. I, I don't move a lot. I despise moving, actually. I think it's one of the most stressful things you could ever go through. Yeah. I can drive 40 minutes and and be in my childhood bedroom. Like, it's my mom, you know, it's not set up like my childhood bedroom anymore. But, like, that's how little, we, I mean, we didn't move at all. Yeah. So the point of moving, I suppose if you were running from your past. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some running in this advice. Yeah, I, I think for a certain kind of person who enjoys, you know, a certain person who is shark-like and cannot <laughs> stop swimming lest they die, I guess that applies. Ooh, and that's a good point because later on I like to talk about why it's called mermaids and mm. you you made a, a water connection right there, Symbolical. I think. Symbolical. So. But yeah, I think I slightly disagree. I can feel... I didn't move around as a teen, so I don't know what that's like. I f it's probably pretty horrific. So mm -hmm. I, you do feel bad for Charlotte, like having to set up her room again. I understand her feelings of, yeah. let me just get unpacked so I can know where I am when I, I wake up tomorrow morning. Yes. I enjoy nesting and yeah. insulating myself, surrounding myself with familiar things that I love. I'm not a hoarder. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not covered in filth. I'm not saving old newspapers, but I, I like to be around familiar things. Today, you don't have the cartoon squiggly lines above you. No, I'm not uh, Pigpen from Peanuts cartoon. So, okay. So, first line of advice uh, I think both of us slightly disagree. Rachel's or Mrs. Flax is clearly feeling a different way because she is. She likes to run from her problems instead of deal with them, you know? That's her viewpoint. Okay. She's entitled to it. Let's do the next one. Life is changed, Charlotte. Death is dwelling, dwelling on, on the past or staying in one place too long. Now this, I can get behind. Yeah, because this is more of a, a concept, an idea, instead mm -hmm. of a physically moving. Like, yes, dwelling on the past, what's the point? Let's just keep moving forward. And staying in one place... You know, metaphorically, one of the things mm -hmm. I, I heard the other day, like as you age, part of one of the determining factors of whether or not you're going to age well is if you 
continue to push yourself or not. If mm-hmm. you continue to try th- new, try do things, door dot. Would you try to do things with me? Or would you not try to? Yeah. You've got to try new things. You've got to continue pursuing dreams and ambitions. Or it is a living death. And as somebody who's prone to ruminating on the past and regretting things, that is also a state of living death. Well spoken, sir. Good advice, Mrs. Flax. Thanks, Mrs. Flax. Next. Now this is fun. Hmm? Don't you think this is fun? Are you kidding me with this hole? <laughs> oh, Charlotte, remind me to get you a decent pair of shoes. I don't want any. Don't be ridiculous, Charlotte. Every woman wants new shoes. I agree. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. You don't have to be in fashion to just want new shoes. Of course not. They're comfortable. How could you not like shiny new things? Even if even if you get the same pair of shoes over and over and just replace them. It is exciting. So if if, if a thrill for you is, is cracking open a fresh box of Tevas and it's the same <laughs> goddamn Tevas over and over, that's fine. Now see, I'm not a woman. I can't comment on this. <laughs> no one wants your no one oh, wants your commentary. No. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah, you have to agree. And this is one of those things where Charlotte and her sister Kate are like completely different in the transition scene. Kate wants new shoes. They need to be shiny. They need to be red. And Charlotte just wants to yeah. wear her old boots. Yes. So Charlotte is, in a way, she's trapped in those boots. Good what, one. Is that, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't fucking know what it means. I don't I I I don't know about all this symbolism and <laughs> metaphorical allegories. <laughs> all right. Next piece of advice. Charlotte, you drive like old people make love. Mom, I'm only 15. I get nervous. Driving happens to be one of the two most important skills a woman can have. You should be tickled pink that I taught you early. All that honking reminds me of Chicago. <laughs> I I love that you never get the second thing, uh, the the second most important skill that a woman should have in this scene. But you know what it is, right? You're left to like figure it out and fill in the blanks. That's having sex. (laughs) I'm having sex. I'm getting busy. (laughs) But I I like that they. (laughs) I like that they they left that out. I I thought it was funny. It's making love. But hell yeah, you got to learn how to drive so you can get the hell out of wherever you are if you ever need to. Not to not to harp driving on driving is freedom. Not to harp on Gen Z and 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 beat them up a bunch, but they don't want to drive either. They don't want to have sex, they don't want to drive. Why, why do you know all this Be, stuff about Gen Z? <laughs> because I listen to podcasts. One of my favorite podcast hosts is of the boomer generation. He's an older gentleman. And he's constantly reading these BuzzFeedy articles about oh. what Gen Z does or doesn't do. It's very culture war, <laughs> yeah. uh, hang up kind of thing. But he was talking about how uh, they don't want to drive. Gen Z doesn't want to drive. Is it like an environmental thing? It's an anxiety thing, and it's time away from the phone. Oh, when your eyes are on the road, critical. They're not on TikTok. <laughs> Some are. That's not me saying this. Ugh, but it's true. You 
Freedom. It is freedom. Freedom. Like, there's nothing like getting in the car and putting on whatever you want to listen to and just going. It's one of the pleasures of moving back to Michigan. Ah. Because we live, we're a half an hour away from everywhere we want to go. So you get on the highway, crank some tunes. You just, you're you're one with the road, man. You drive the speed limit that is marked and you get to places. If something's 10 miles away, you get there in 10 minutes. Ugh. So much. We're getting so much time back. To Everybody lives. drives 70 or faster. Like it's not like driving in Chicago <laughs> where it's like the, the speed ranges from 50 to 120. Like it's not you don't feel like it, it's, it's not a gauntlet of death. It's not death race starring Sylvester Stallone. I like getting from point A to point B where I don't have to smell pee or cigarettes. OK. Yeah. I don't like the smell of pee neither. I don't pee in the car and I don't smoke. So yeah. I get to smell right. normal things. Yep. Okay. Yep. Chicago's full of pee. Next. We all know that. So yeah, totally agree. Great advice. I Mrs. agree as well. You know, Charlotte, I think you might be old enough for a boyfriend now. If I'm old enough, maybe you're too old. Don't be ridiculous. A real woman is never too old. You know what? I agree with this. You know, do what you want. If if I'm 95 yeah. and you have passed on and I want a boyfriend, I'm going to get a boyfriend. Guaranteed I'll be passed on if you live to 95. <laughs> Guarantee. I'm immediately met with a mental image of Blanche from Golden Girls. Yeah. Who, by the way, they're in their 50s on that show, I think. Isn't that fucking insane? I, I, just, I just learned that. Yeah. I just learned it. even cares again going back to the idea of pushing yourself pursuing what truly motivates you not becoming stagnant not becoming stale yeah and and i think mrs flax she kind of takes that to the extreme because she we get into some weird territory because again she was 16 when she had charlotte so she's 31 she's mm-hmm. she's young in this movie yes and charlotte gets a crush on a boy who's in his like early 20s yeah so it's kind of in that uh that age where charlotte likes him she catches That's her mom smooching on him one night because really she's only five six years older than him it's not it's it's this weird age range where things get a little little dicey and there might be a little like a little competition there you know mrs flax is getting older but she doesn't want to grow old but like her daughter's starting to kind of right it's a little dicey back then 15 was like 27 and 31 was like 61 yeah is my math correct yep you got it. Let me check out my generational math book. <laughs> like I was a dud anyway. I mean, handsome guy. But... Yeah. He is much more enjoyable as uh, Jake Ryan in 16 Candles. So Yes. Yes. Dream hunk. Uh, not at totally. all. 
problematic 80s film. And I, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. Nope. All right, next piece of advice. Look, in my experience... Which we've established is considerable. Yes, men lie about everything. But women don't. Well, I don't know about women, but I don't. Men lie about everything. See, she has been... Yeah. Clearly, since they've moved so many times, and most of the time they move because she's broken up with someone, she's dated a lot of duds. So she's got some bad experience. However, Lou is one of the good ones, I think. I mean, men are dogs. Mm -hmm. Men are dogs. But uh, what kind of dog are you getting? Is it loyal? Mm -hmm. Or does it, you know, shit on the couch? (laughs) Shit on the couch. Like, what, what kind of dog you got? There's good dogs and bad dogs, you know? Yeah. You're the man now, dog. You start to see Mrs. Flax, like, get a little bit worried when Lou, her, her and then the two girls start to become a little bit of a family. Like, yeah. he tries to get them to eat together. He's he's doing things for these girls just because he likes them and likes being spending time with them. You can see her getting a little, like, panicky. I love Bob Hoskins in this yeah. movie. I'm not at all bothered by the way his British accent wants to bust down the door <laughs> and come into the light. Who's his worse? Bob Hoskins or Tom Holland? Oh, Bob Hoskins. Okay. For sure. <laughs> Tom Holland has only improved and sounded more New Yorky as the Spider Man yeah, series goes on. But like, you're wrong. I think you're right. There's a bit, you know. Yeah. The Australians have a magical power to completely conceal their accent and sound American. Like I've never heard any other nationality do. Yeah. You know who I didn't know who is Australian for a very, very long time was Tony Collette. Yep. Yep. Absolutely floored when I found out she was Mm -hmm. Australian. They are genetically predisposed. For the hard R. <laughs> you heard it here first. But, and I've never seen a man, going back to Bob Hoskins, I've never seen a man outacted by his own eyebrows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can't control those eyebrows. They just want to, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a cartoon wolf <laughs> yeah, in this he film. He really likes the way Cher is put together, and you see it in his it crazy is. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is fun. Don't you think this is fun? I do. I do think it's fun. All right. Next. It's after seven, Charlotte. He's late. I will not start the day with an argument. I will tally up my evil thoughts for the week and ignore her. When a man's late, it's time to clear the decks. At the office? (laughs) I cleared the decks at the office. I cleared the decks at the office, so I'll have the whole three days off. I cleared the decks at the office for three days. So if he's late once, move on? Yeah. Man, she's she's really high maintenance. I th- I think it's got to be somewhat of a pattern, so I kind of I kind of agree with her because I think one of the easiest things that you can do in life is just be on time. Yeah. It takes very little effort compared to how hard everything else can be. Mm-hmm. Like being on time is so easy. And it's insane that people can't figure that out. It reminds me of being a cruise ship musician and which means you basically live at the venue like your cabin is down the like it's a five minute walk to the stage mm-hmm. and bandmates constantly being late mm-hmm. and just a certain mind cannot grasp 
being on time. Yeah. It is pathological. They cannot be on time. So if if Mrs. Flax dated any of my former bandmates, she would clear the decks in a heartbeat. I bet she dated a few musicians in oh, her I past, for a, sure. There's a pork pie hat in her recent past. <laughs> some some jiving, jumping, jiving, wailing saxophone player. Oh, for sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. It smells like cigarettes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, final piece of advice. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Or don't do anything I would. Tony Stark stole that from her <laughs> in the Spider-Man movie. Sorry, I, we're obsessed with Marvel just like every other good American, so sorry. Yeah, we do our best. Yeah, What? Do, so how do you feel about this? I think there's some like self-awareness. I know she's kind of being cheeky about it, but... There's also, some self-awareness There's there. some self-awareness that I can appreciate, and I think she knows. She knows. She's learning about herself as she's growing older. Her own promiscuousness. There's no judgment in that, by the way. Have all the sucks you want with all the <laughs> different people you want. Cool. Be polyamorous. Okay. All right. Man, that's some I good can't. advice. That's real good advice. That was lots of fun. <laughs> and we're going to sing about it. I do a better share than you. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> okay. Actually, it's. You think so? Ho! That's funny. Anything else you want to cover about this? Yeah, I mean, I think watching this as an older adult, it there's some some dark themes, and I think that the movie could probably go a very different direction. I think it's kept kind of light and fun. Yeah. Which is probably why I watched it as a young child many times, but they kind of hint at some stuff and move on. Yes. When Cher slaps Winona Ryder. Yeah. And then it takes a beat and then she immediately tries to like smooth that over. That felt very real to me. Like that felt, like a domestic reality. I, I just, I love that scene. It felt very powerful, very real to me. Yeah. And it, it leads like, you're kind of waiting for something to happen because a yeah. lot of stuff happens. Like even though Mrs. Flax is doing her thing around, around town, she, uh, Charlotte doesn't know really what sex is. She thinks right. she gets pregnant from kissing a boy. Yeah. She goes into a tailspin, essentially as a breakdown, runs away from home, mm -hmm. makes up all these lies that she just like walks into a stranger's home and just starts making it. It's very like, it's pretty intense. Like I, she loses it. I related to that because I, I think I got a light version being raised Lutheran. I got a light version of that experience, like the fear of sex when you're starting out and just paranoia maybe that's just a teen thing and just inexperience but i no, did I relate to that any religious thing because charlotte is obsessed with religion she wants to be a nun yes but she's a teenager and she ends up kissing a boy and just completely loses it then she sees mrs flax kiss the boy that she just kissed mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's weird. So that sends her in another tailspin. And then Kate, young little Kate. Oh. We haven't really talked about a whole lot, but she's obsessed with swimming and wants to be an Olympic swimmer. And every school she goes to, she gets on the swim team. So she's very different from the other two. And she almost dies. Like she's in the hospital from drowning, almost drowning. Mm-hmm. And uh, on on Charlotte's watch. So it just is a lot of bad things that kind of happen. Yeah. So you kind of, when that slap happens, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> Letting out a lot of tension that's built up in the movie. Right. <laughs> Christina Ricci never topped the pumpkin head scene in her career. Still hasn't. No. This is, okay, I have to tell you, this was, I thought this was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life when I saw this is like if when you were little, this was the one thing younger. from this movie, yes, that I I could not believe what I was seeing. It's just uh a, a, what I don't know what it's called, a scene buffer or something. It's just like going from one scene to the next, but I think it's just showing Kate as just mm-hmm. a very unique character. She puts a pumpkin on her head, and she comes into the kitchen acting like a zombie. It's fantastic. And then falls to the ground that's that thud you hear and share her face is almost unmoved but you see the little smirk <laughs> yeah 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 i just I, I i appreciate that about her yeah i think winona Ryder is like low-key one of my favorite actresses i don't really quite realize it but uh i love little women mm-hmm she is a fantastic joe march that's why i kind of fell in love with that story was the version that Winona is in. Yep. I mean, you got Beetlejuice, you got Edward Scissorhands, um, and then later in life, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. She's so good. I love her in Stranger Things. Mr. Deeds, her best performance. The Adam Sandler vehicle, (laughs) Mr. Deeds, possibly uh, her greatest role. She is so good in this movie. It's such a great dramatic performance for an 18-year-old. And you know what? We're watching... The Last of Us and mm-hmm. Bella Ramsey, I think, is nineteen. In real life. In real life. Okay. Playing and a fourteen year old. Yeah, she yeah, she looks very young. She similar, plays uh, similar age difference here. And I'm just completely floored by her performance and I don't know, it's just kind of fun. Like what's she gonna do in twenty years? Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's she's going places. So Stabbing fools. And you know what? It's great. Winona had a little slip up with her shoplifting. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So what? Who cares? (laughs) Okay, final thing. Why is it called Mermaids? I found one article where someone was kind of in the same situation where she went back and watched this movie after 20 years Mm -hmm. um, and kind of had the same question. But I think it's just this person said it's just the dual child woman natures of Charlotte and Rachel Rachel's elusiveness, fleeing from men. There's lots of water moments because Kate loves swimming and she wants to spend her entire life in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when she dresses up as a mermaid for her New Year's Eve party. Yes. But that's really about it. It's it's 
it's a very loose connection, but there's no deep reason behind it. You kind of can make up a reason if, for whatever you want. It's but. whatever you want it to be, man. That's cool. Yeah. And I love the mermaid costume yeah. that shares an it's beautiful. She looks great. She looks great in it. The corset. I'm looking at the picture that we have hanging up, but it's like this really pretty corset with sequins and the fabric used for the skirt that's all shiny. It's incredible. Mm. You look so good. Oh my gosh. Do you look at yourself? Okay, here we go. I have a very important question for you. What's that? Would it be cool or cruel to rewind mermaids? Let me think. I have to think really hard about this and enter my notes into our proprietary review program. Honey, I'm so happy. If you like the movie, movie classified as cool to rewind. Yes, I would I watch it. this again. I knew it. I'm okay. So yeah. Okay. I'm so excited. No, I mean. I feel like if I, I showed you like a legit good movie. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it's it not always the case. It wasn't Babysitter's Club. It wasn't one of these teen movies that makes me want to <laughs> bash my head against a. Uh, oh, I've got some more for you. Homeroom locker. We ain't done know. yet, but yeah. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> I think we got to go. Okay. I'm hungry for fish and chips. I'll just talk about mermaids. <laughs> I want some mermaid. Uh, Souffle. Mermaid pasta. Yeah. And some mermaid pizza. What's that? Spaghetti with glitter on it? <laughs> all right. Well, if you want, if you listen to the show and you like it, you can actually interact with us. You can order our interactive CD-ROM. Now available on Sega Genesis. Send us an email at cruel2, the number two, cruel to rewind at gmail.com or leave us a message at, oh shit, where's the drop? 929-456-0304. That's 929-456-0304. Call it today. The phone's getting dusty. It's getting dusty as shit, and I'm starting to think nobody likes us. Yeah, I don't think they do. I mean, a lot of our listeners are international, <laughs> so they probably... Oh, uh, we need an international number. We do, yeah, we do. We need to, we need to fix that. Shit. Well, you, they can still send us an email. Yep, yep, yep. You can leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Just just do that. And follow us everywhere at cruel to rewind with the number two. Yes, but not on Facebook. As we discussed last time, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a garbage dump of content. It, okay? is, it is, is, it's a complete wasteland, mm -hmm. much like Detroit in the film RoboCop. Now, listen. Uh, next time, join us because we're doing a film that a film, not a movie, it's a film. Oh, okay. It's one of my favorite films, and it has not aged well. <laughs> There is disturbing displays of outdated masculinity in this film. Um, but I love it because at one point in my life, I thought Al Pacino yelling was the peak of not just acting performance, but human existence. <laughs> We're talking about Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Because what are you going to do if you do not have the leads? If you don't have the leads. Always be... Creating Selling. content. No.
Now you see, you see, that's thinking. Oh no way! I thought it's ABC. Always be closing. Always, always be closing. Yes. I knew it. So you knew that. Yeah. You already know that going in. Mm-hmm. My goodness me. Anyway, listen. Thanks for listening. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> Life is cruel sometimes. All you can do is click around and try your best. We'll see you next time. Podcast on three. One, two, three. Podcast. Podcast. I can do my my mermaid walk. Just everybody can do my mermaid car and hit the mermaid road. And get the mermaid out of here. Right, you get my oh, mermaid coat and you get my mermaid keys. Oh, my God. That was Cher. <laughs> Cher was right there in the same room as my chair. I hope I didn't stare. Oh, well, I don't care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Now, this is fun. Hmm? Don't you think this is fun? <laughs>